0: You are probably wondering by now, why the hell did I decide to get sober? And honestly, I ask myself the same question sometimes, even though I know deep down the writing was written on the walls the entire time. So let's just say I had to graduate the drinking life early because I got way too good at it and I decided I needed to respectfully hang that shit up hi guys welcome back to the sober girl diaries podcast it's violet the sober girl living in chicago and today i'm going to be sharing with you guys my story of getting sober and i realized i needed to probably do this at the beginning but I was struggling with it because I know that it's going to be a heavy topic and I don't want my episodes to be so heavy all the time. I want them to be fun and exciting to listen to and I want them to have energy in them. But I felt like I just needed to get this story out to you guys to give you some context as to why I started this podcast and I was listening back to what I have posted currently which is if you've been following along it's my prelude and then I did an episode that was literally eight minutes long which actually was for a class because I was in a podcast class and I was kind of using that class as a way to help me navigate doing this actually for real on my own and they make my skin crawl because I'm still getting comfortable with talking to myself to a computer and just hearing my voice and they're kind of all over the place so please bear with me I don't really think those episodes were well organized at all but it's scrappy and it's coming together and I'm learning along the way and I think that's the most important part I think this episode needed some time for me to plan it out and figure out how I wanted to convey my story to you guys because it is heavy it is kind of sad but it's not because it's like it's like a hero story like i come i come back on top i i have a comeback and i just think it's really important that i get this out to you guys and not put it off so that you'll better understand me and where i'm coming from and you'll get to know me better obviously because i'm a sober bitch now and i used to not be sober like i was very very much not sober so without further ado damn that was corny without further oh my god i just did it again so let's just get into it damn now that i'm actually thinking about it it was definitely my perfectionism at play which is why i haven't put this one out yet because when i do think about this topic as heavy as it is it's very integral to my identity so i do want it to be absolutely perfect so if it's not up to my expectations i just won't put it out but that's dumb we all know it's in our rational brains that perfectionism is just a toxic illusion so I'm gonna stop being so irrational and give you that not-so-pretty rundown the totally unfiltered and completely imperfect sober story it all started when I was born just kidding I'm not gonna go that far back but I seriously did have an amazing childhood filled with a lot of love I had two amazing and supportive parents. I have a twin sister and an older brother. We used to play all the time together. My parents weren't super strict, so I definitely can attribute my free spirit and how I was raised and the qualities my mom and my dad gave me um, that made me so full of life and light as a kid. And I honestly didn't start to recognize and see the serious signs and traits of my alcoholism and addiction until I got to college. So just to give you guys some background, the disease of alcoholism does run on my dad's side along with my mental health struggles that I do have. I'm going to do a separate episode on that but just for context, I have bipolar, which has definitely not been easy to navigate on top of being someone who battles addiction. But enough of that shit, let's just get back to the actual story. So I didn't start to drink until I was in high school, but it didn't take long for me before I did start to drink with all the other kids. You could say I was your average party girl, Uh, In high school, I would go to parties on the weekends. The classic, parents aren't home, let's all binge drink and get trashed in someone's small dingy basement type shit. Peer pressure was definitely at play and trying to fit in. Those were definitely, I think, the main two factors that drove me to pick up my first drink. Obviously now, telling this story back as a 23-year-old and having the knowledge that the alcoholism on my dad's side definitely directly affected me this was clearly the driving factor that made my drinking different than the other kids but i just didn't know that at the time so I always tried to keep this persona separate from my day to day because I was a varsity athlete. I did track and field and cross country and this was and definitely still is a huge part of who I am. I definitely identify with being an athlete. It is something that has gotten me through this entire experience. And since I was really little, I was always involved in sports. I get that from my dad. And honestly, my mom too, because my dad ran at the division one level in the big 10. My mom was a ballerina. So I had this dream that I would follow in my dad's footsteps and run D1 at a great university after high school. So I was able to keep the social party girl and being a dedicated athlete separate for the most part. Heavy emphasis on the most part, y'all. I really believed what I was doing was normal because I thought most kids in high school drank. I I just happened to have a lot of fun when I started drinking so it really gave me no reason to stop. And thank fucking God, I never got in serious trouble looking back on it because holy fucking shit, I really should have but I just thank God I was able to keep it together so I could get to college. So let's just fast forward, save you guys some time. I was able to receive basically a full ride to run D1 at DePaul University. My drinking looked the same in college at the beginning. Binge drinking on the weekends with friends. And hello, being in the big city of Chicago, I was like, my brain lit the fuck up. I was so excited. It was so new for me. And I'm sure that didn't help to be in such a big city that's so busy and full of life. There's so many things to do and alcohol is everywhere. But the thing about alcoholism and addiction is that that shit will follow you everywhere. It's going to go no matter wh- where you go. It's going to follow you. So it wouldn't have mattered if I went to a more rural place for college. Also, not to mention like the insane culture of drinking in college that is so normalized. Uh, It's just very consuming and pervasive i'll just leave it at that it closes in on you especially if you're vulnerable like me to that kind of an environment and i did not even realize that until it got super bad which sucks but sometimes that's just how you learn lessons in life so COVID 19 hit my freshman year of college and we were all sent home so obviously that meant that the school was shut down and along with the rest of the world and that also meant participating in sports it was gone until further notice and that was devastating i'm sure for a lot of people it was a really hard time and running kept me going it was uh really hard for me to handle because i depended So much on athletics, being on a team, having a coach for structure. And when that shit was taken away from me, I was so confused and so lost. And it really showed me how much I depended on that structure and how much it meant to me and how much I identified with it. I picked up weed as a way to relax me and cope with my anxiety. Okay, side note I think I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking, like, what the actual fuck? This girl is a D1 athlete and she's totally exposing herself right now that she was partying during her athletic career. She clearly didn't care about if she was doing that. Like she clearly doesn't care about her sport. Like, I don't know if any of you guys are having these thoughts in your head, like hearing my story. These are probably just projections of my own insecurities of what I think people were thinking when this was starting to happen to me and people were taking notice. If you're thinking all of that, I also want you to think about this, that alcoholism and addiction is a disease that the people affected by it do not choose to have. I did not choose to have this. Alcoholism and addiction literally does not care about you or anything great that you have going on in your life. It wants to take all of that away and keep you sick. It's a disease that is so misunderstood in our society because people think it's a choice, but I always remind myself... And tell people that if it was a choice, we wouldn't choose to suffer like this if we could stop on our own. Okay, smoking weed. So, my smoking turned into, it was like an every now and then thing, like, let's just chillax, let's have a good vibe during COVID to an everyday thing. I was dependent as fuck on that shit. And once it was safe for us to go back to in-person classes and continue athletics, I thought I could just stop using. I was like, all right. Okay, time to train which means time to put that Zaza down like no, hunty, that's not It's not as easy as that like I really really actually delusionally thought that I could do that I was like thinking in my head like okay time to get refocused dedicate myself to training and and go hard again but damn was I so laughably like in denial that it would be that easy the reality of it was that I could not do that. My dependency on it had already dug deep into my brain and my body. And I think like a lot of people think like, oh, you can't get addicted to weed. And I'm like, I just think that's not true. Like if you're an addict, you can get addicted to anything. So I, I managed as best I could putting on a smile to my coaches, my teammates and my friends, but they had no idea how much I was seriously struggling every day until honestly it started to break down and people were picking up on that I was not well. So spring break, comes around and my substance use only continued to increase I had lost so much weight that my parents started to notice I was talking super fast jumping around from topic to topic being super manic which I didn't know was like a manifestation of my bipolar disorder but my sentences just did not make any sense I was speaking straight gibberish so this eventually led me to go into a drug-induced psychosis and that was the scariest experience of my life and I was taken to the hospital and had to receive a shot in my butt cheek to calm me down and okay side note not gonna lie like the doctor was hot but on a more serious note when I woke up I was under intense supervision because apparently I was saying things that qualified me to be at risk of harming myself and I honestly didn't really know at the time what was about to happen and my memory of the entire situation is hazy and I think that's a mixture of a trauma response and also because, let's just be for real, like, I was on drugs. Like, girl, what'd you fucking think was gonna happen? So, I didn't know my mom had left while I was asleep from whatever the fuck they put in my butt cheek. so a nurse had to tell me everything that was about to happen. So, they took me up to the fifth floor, I remember, and it was, like, only until the doors closed behind me that I that it hit me. Oh, fuck. I'm in the psych ward. So, I stayed there for a full week, and immediately following that i did have to go to an intensive outpatient program and obviously this meant that i had to withdraw from the upcoming spring quarter at school which meant that not only was i not going to be enrolled in classes but i couldn't participate in my sport until further notice which was really hard for me to come to terms with but honestly it was so necessary for my health and my recovery and to be honest it wasn't long until I finished my first outpatient program that it was only a matter of time before I would have to attend another one that following summer because this is the type of thing that takes a lot of trial and error and and you have to just keep trying when you fail. I wasn't I wasn't getting it like it wasn't registering to me that going to two rehab programs wasn't really normal. And at the same time, like looking back on it now, it definitely allowed me to gain valuable perspective and hope that uh, I was gonna be okay, I guess. But I definitely was still struggling to understand the main idea, which was that, hello, bitch, drugs and alcohol just don't work for you. When is that gonna hit? Like, when is that going to register in your brain? And I was always thinking like, all right, I'll calm down down for y'all but like i'm not giving it up completely like are you kidding are you crazy that's that's insane like i can't do that and i you know i was saying to myself like i'll learn how to drink responsibly and everything will be peachy like i got this absolutely not it took me two years after my hospitalization to realize I had to get fully sober. I'm able to say now with how much time that it took me to realize it, um, which is that drugs were fun for me until they weren't. They caused so many problems for me and made me into a person I couldn't even recognize. My sparkle was gone. My smile was gone. Like, I just, I wasn't happy. I was like, what the hell just happened? Like, I've never really experienced depression and anxiety until i got to college like in high school i kind of from the outside it looked like i had it all together my motivation was gone i just wanted to be alone in my room my passion for life was gone just straight up i was so disconnected from my family and the world around me you know my friends my teammates my family just literally everything it bled into I mean, so many different parts of my life. And it felt like I was living an actual nightmare that I couldn't wake up from. And this was hard for me to navigate. And it still is because I'm young in sobriety. And usually, like, you know, you think... When you think of a sober person, the stereotypical thing I think majority of people think is that, oh, it's like older people, young people don't do this. And, you know, I was only 21 at the time when I went to the hospital. I was literally barely of legal age before I had to get fully sober. Talk about a menace. Damn, you literally weren't even... All right, Violet, calm down. Stop saying literally no one wants to hear you say that filler word. Okay, back to the story. I wasn't even of legal age before I had to get fully sober. That's menace behavior. I needed to be stopped, but I couldn't do it on my own. I'm 23 now, and I would say with the help of obviously professionals and receiving the right medical and psychiatric treatment, I was able to get sober. And go back and finish my athletic career really strong and I am so fucking proud of myself like that is the one thing that i can say with full confidence that i made the comeback of a fucking lifetime in my running career and if i didn't get sober it wouldn't have been possible and i wasn't even that good at running like i was obviously d1 and i was on a great team and i had a great program an amazing coach supportive teammates but i wasn't like a amazing runner i was definitely like a a top contributor to my team but like it wasn't anything crazy But the comeback was like, hey, she got on her shit. Like, she really did that shit. Now I regularly attend AA meetings and you're probably like, "Mm, that sounds weird, is like a cult. Well, that's what I thought at the beginning and it has been so integral to my recovery. And I have a sponsor who I absolutely love. She is amazing. And I work with her daily to hold me accountable and to help me stay sober and learn how to fucking love my life without having to drown myself in substances, to numb myself. Like, what am I numbing myself from? That's really the question. And I don't really know the answer to that yet. I'm still in the process of figuring that out. And it's definitely not all sunshine and rainbows. It's actually really fucking hard, but it's a lot less hard, I would say, than the life I was living before. Honestly, I think that's about it. That's kind of my story. That's the rundown. That was super dense, super heavy. Are you guys okay? Damn, I think one of the main things that just got me through telling you guys that was my double shot coffee. I purposefully poured it stronger so that I could get through all of that really heavy shit. But if you're still with me, you're a real one. And I, again, don't want every episode to be so existential telling my story it's heavy i'm healing like it's not always gonna be that but you guys definitely needed to know this so i'm happy that i did it hey round of applause okay she's making progress like I'm not going to drag this episode on longer than it already has, but I want to remind you guys of my goal in creating this podcast and really it is quite simple. I just want to help people who may be going through what I'm going through and provide open conversations about it in a chillaxed format, very conversational like you could say. So whether it's addiction, substance abuse, mental health and wellness related issues, self-worth and confidence, that's a big one for me. Another one is like love and relationships. I have a lot of ideas around what I want this podcast to talk about. Those are just some to name a few. I feel like you guys get the idea. I just want my Sober Girl Diaries to be a comfortable space where you guys can come and hang out where I can discuss these topics with you guys along with other burning hot topics and if you have any suggestions, you can leave a comment down below on this episode or I will also host Q&As on my Instagram if you want to follow me there. I just want it to be in a conversational format to normalize the dialogue around all of this stuff. So it's not only a creative representation of my internal transformation at play and like what I'm going through, but I just feel like it's also a way for me to express myself unapologetically and I hope that with me doing that, you can gain some valuable advice in Insight and infotainment, entertainment, whatever you want it to be. If it's helping you, that's already one of the main goals that I want to accomplish. And if I've done that already, then I feel like I'm already winning. Thank you guys so much for listening to my sober story. Um, I want to leave you with an important reminder. Everyone's journey is unique and what works for one person may not work for another. This is just my story, speaking from my experience. I encourage you to just find the strategies that resonate with you if you are looking to get sober or just cut back on your drinking um, and don't hesitate to ask for help if you need it. If you're sober curious, it's at least worth a try. I feel like it can't hurt you and my DMs are always open and I'm more than happy to help you. Um, I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe to my page so that you don't miss out on my next episode. There's definitely much more to come. I'm so excited. I have my Instagram linked below um, so you can follow the Sober Girl Diaries Instagram page and my main page for more content and updates uh you're sexy as fuck and i'll talk to you next week